You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do. And in this podcast, we're going to be a little more serious, unfortunately. We, we like to have fun with our podcasts. And usually do manage to get a, a giggle in every once in a while. But this one's a little more serious and a little more somber. Recently, here in northern San Diego County, there have been a few cases of clashes between dogs and children. A couple of them fatal. And these are things that ideally shouldn't happen. So we want to talk about dogs and babies and dogs and kids. Some ideas what to do and what not to do. So hang on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Petco. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Here in northern San Diego County, recently there was a case where a baby was left in a room with a roommate's dog, and 
the roommate's dog, who happened to be a pit bull, and we're not picking on pit bulls at this. Pit bulls are very common and very popular in San Diego right now. So because there are more of them, there are unfortunately more of them in, in some negative instances. But the baby was left with a pit bull who had shown no aggression to the dog whatsoever. To the baby. No, to the baby. Sorry. <laughs> and the mother left the room. The dog bit the baby in the head and killed the baby. In another instance, a six-year-old child was left in an apartment with a friend's dog. The child went up to the dog to hug the dog, and the dog bit the girl on the arm. Neither one of these situations should have happened. So Rule number one. Rule number one. Never, ever leave a child with a dog. Whether it be a roommate's dog, a friend's dog, a strange dog, or even your own treasured companion. When an adult dog lets a puppy know that the puppy's made a mistake, mama dog or the other adult dog will growl and sometimes will even pin the puppy to the ground, especially if the puppy doesn't respond appropriately to the growl. Children don't know that. And far too often, such as the girl going to hug the dog, the dog may have been giving all kinds of body language that she was uncomfortable with that hug. She may have been turning away. She may have tried to get away from the child. Lifted a lip. She may have lifted a lip. She may have licked her nose. She may have looked her eyes away. She may have been giving that little girl a lot of body language signals to say, I'm uncomfortable with this. Don't do this to me. Don't hug me. We don't know what happened because no one was there. She'd been left alone with the dog. And that simply shouldn't have happened. The baby put down on the floor with the roommate's dog and mom left the room. Again, it shouldn't have happened. Children should never be left alone with the dog. The kids don't know the rules. They don't know dog body language. We have to protect them because even a good dog, a well-loved, well-trained, good family companion can tell the kid, don't do it, and the kid may do it anyway. And in both of those cases, neither times, did the dog savagely maul and rip and tear and eat. No. I mean, it was one quick bite. And -hmm. just unfortunately with the infant, it was one bite to the head and killed the baby. That was enough. That was enough. So let's talk about a few things as far as dogs and kids go along. First, obviously, is never leave them alone. If you have a dog and a baby or a child and you have to leave the room, you have to go to the bathroom or go to the kitchen, dog comes with you and or baby comes with you, don't leave them both alone. Or just close the door. I mean, you know, I think out of the three of us and one had the daughter, the girl. And I had a German Shepherd, Australian Shepherd and Rottweiler at the same time. Sure. And anytime I had to be out for just a split second, Kayla was either in a room with the door closed or the dogs were outside or somehow. So there wasn't, sure. you know, they weren't together for the split second. Even though the dogs were well trained, again, don't, leave, don't them alone. leave them alone. And then if I was there and like cooking and in the kitchen, there was a baby gate up. Mm-hmm. So there was also separation there. When your attention was distracted. Right. There was the baby gate and she would stay on the on the one side. So... Just, you know, it's good to be careful. 
It's just when I read these and and being a mom and having dogs and a child, it's, it's it breaks my heart that nobody was around and these kids were hurt or killed. Yeah, yeah, it should not have happened. I've uh, been reading a book that Liz loaned me on the history of rabies, zoonotic diseases, and there's there was a line in there that really struck. It talks about having been co-evolving for centuries, humans and dogs, and becoming biologically so simpatico, so close together. It's easy to forget that we're still two separate cultures. Right. Mm -hmm. We bring dogs into our home. They're part of our family. And they are. I look at my two boys right now laying down as we're recording this podcast, and they are literally the best of friends. And they're with me almost all the time. But we still have to remember they are dogs. They're Sometimes not people. we talk about fur children. I love my kids. Mm-hmm. And I've been guilty Being of a dog that. parent. Oh, me too. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that they're still dogs, which is part of the joy I have in them. Sure. But all we have to do is watch a rabbit or squirrel dash across the field and watch them take off after it. Five minutes ago when they thought there was a mouse out on the patio. Right. Yeah. And we watched all of our dogs go back to predators. Uh Right. Uh Go into hunting mode and Mm -hmm. and Walter ate the lizard's tail. Yeah. Okay. So is a lizard not a rabbit? Well, he thought it was a mouse. He thought it was a mouse. He the tail and ate it. Yeah. And we have to remember that. The other thing that we have to keep in mind, or or parents need to keep in mind, is that our children are not born with the knowledge of how to read canine body language. Most dogs do communicate very well. And when they're uncomfortable, they will give signals that they're uncomfortable. But children aren't born knowing that. A lot of adults still don't know it. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it's it's difficult. Tough on a lot of adults. I mean, the news anchor lady not that long ago. That got bit in the face. You know, and there was three adults in, around that dog at that time, and somebody should have spoken up, because on the news, we could see the body language. We watched the film clips afterwards of the dog trying to tell her, get out of my face. Don't grab my head. And he was giving very clear signals, but nobody was listening it. to him. Yeah. And kids don't know that. They need to learn it, and they need to learn it as they're growing up with dog in the family. These uh, dogs are not like that big St. Bernard and Peter Pan. They're yeah. not, I like Disney nannies. for so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one you know? part of it. <laughs> so, some signals that a dog is saying he's uncomfortable. Licking the lips. Pronounced, we, we deliberate call, lick. We call it a tongue flick. They take the tongue out and lick the front of the nose, and it's often repeated, so flick, 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 flick. Moving the head away and actually pulling their body away. Some dogs will actually pull away, and the owner is still, or the person is still trying to bring them in, trying like, when it comes to a hug. No, right. don't move away, let me hug you. The dog's like, no, no, I don't want to. And look away. Maybe not moving the body, but looking away like, from the person away. who's approaching This them. isn't happening. I'm not yeah. going to even look at you. Maybe you'll go away. Mm-hmm. There may be wrinkles at the corner of the mouth that show stress. The forehead may be wrinkled. Ears can be back or tight to the head. Is they there may show a little... A little lifted lip lifted going, er. Like, hey, I'm serious. Back mm-hmm. off. 
Is there any tension in the dog's body anywhere? Right. right. Still. Mm-hmm. Tension, rigidity, stillness. That's a signal something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puppy dogs, when they're happy, confident, relaxed, they're loose. And even my terrier mm-hmm. <laughs> has a, a, an easiness about him. Mm-hmm. And so it's that stillness that brings up all of our radar. Right. That's how we can pick the dog in trouble out of a whole class. It's that stillness stands out to us like a beacon. Right. So, yeah, being aware. Right. What is the dog trying to communicate? So they don't have to go, I was trying to tell you, now I'm going to bite you. Right. But at the same time, like on these two articles we're talking about, it's the the adults had left the kids with the dog. Right. So the adults first, if even if they were there, who knows if they could have read the body language or not. But then, like, I always, I never taught Kayla to hug a dog. Number one rule right. was never grab a dog. Don't grab a tail. Don't grab ears. Don't grab the dog anywhere. Don't go hug the dog. Yeah. Well, let's, Rules let's, to let's, teach the kids. Let's go into that in our after our next message. But right now, while we're talking about body language, let's tell parents, pay attention to your dog's body language. Pay attention to him when he's comfortable. Pay attention to him when he's playing. Pay attention to him when he's stalking a lizard. And then pay attention to him when he's around the kids. Not all dogs are comfortable with kids. That was the reason for a consultation uh, yesterday was they recognized that their dog was looking at their family and friends' children with the same exact look that he would look at mice and rabbits and squirrels. And squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said, it's it's almost a predator look. We said, yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It is. Trust your gut. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, she's pregnant, and that's not going to have a good outcome. No. But, so watch. They knew it. They saw it. They but read it. But they just needed they, they wanted confirmation. They wanted to deny it, however. Yeah. But we love this dog. It's a part of our family. Right. How can it want to be a predator? Right. Because he's a dog. Yep. That doesn't change who he is intrinsically. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes, do I do I sleep? Allow my dogs to sleep with me? Yes. Do I keep one eye open? No. But I'm not a child, especially not an infant. Yeah. I would not let my dogs sleep with a child. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? I was thinking another thing: if a child keeps going towards a dog, and dog gets up and moves. Mm-hmm. Child goes to dog. Dog gets up and moves. Mm-hmm. At that point, dog is not comfortable with child anymore. Put dog away. Mm-hmm. So a good example of that that we were talking about before we started recording, when one of my nephews was a toddler, my Aussie Bashir was with me on the couch, and he was having a good time watching the toddler toddle around the living room and look at this and put his fingers there and poke this. And But after a few minutes, I could feel Bashir getting stiff and tense and i saw just a little bit of a lip lift over a front canine and i went okay you've had enough and i know what it was is this toddler wasn't acting like a person he was acting like something else a creature from another planet and he wasn't behaving himself as far as Bashir thought. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons well, you know, that Bashir knew that was because you were telling your nephew, uh, 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 don't, don't do- put your finger in the CD player slot. Stop doing that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. So you were correcting child and he still kept doing wrong things. Well, <laughs> And Bashir is one of those who thinks the rules should be obeyed. And he will tell puppies that. 
but I could not have him tell my nephew that. No. Because then he would be one of those, quote-unquote, bad dogs. So I promptly took Bashir without scolding him and said, come on, good boy, let's put you in the bedroom. And I gave him a couple cookies and I closed the door. So I removed him from the problem. Mm -hmm. Now my nephew's older. He's learned how to deal with dogs, how to approach dogs, how to talk to dogs. And he and Bashir get along just fine. But when he was a toddler... He's learned how to respect dogs. He's learned how to respect dogs. Yes. Yeah. And they're absolutely fine. So... And I do meet people that think that the dog should tolerate being ridden like a pony. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, We're going to take a break for our sponsors. And then when we get back, we'll talk about riding dogs as a pony. And Petra will talk about some of the rules she taught her daughter as far as how to interact with dogs. And... Perhaps how you can do this and make it work. We don't want all families with dogs and kids to get rid of the dogs. That's not it. It's do it safely. You can have them both safely. So take a break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection, exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best, B-E-S-T. Your groomer is going to hate me. Hi, I'm Allie McLennan. Join me for my Pet Life Radio show, Groom for Improvement. You're going to save time and money with these tips from my New York City grooming table. From product recommendations to do's and don'ts, I am going to hook you up. So just do me a favor and don't mention this to your groomer. Groom for Improvement on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. 
So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. All right, in this half of the podcast, let's talk about how dogs and children can live together. So, Petra, you were talking about teaching Kayla not to hug dogs. Right. I think that's one of the most important. We see that in class all the time. It's especially the girls. Kids grabbing dogs' heads. All the time. Dogs don't like that. No, all the time. You train your dog, you got to train your kid. Basically what it comes down to, Kayla was trained, told to respect the dogs. Not like I mentioned, like I mentioned earlier, don't pull on any of the dogs, not even the fur or don't grab the collar. Don't go grabbing and hugging on a dog. She was taught to, to stand, to hold still, put a hand out, let him sniff, pet gently. That was another thing. Kids seem to like to bop, bop, pat, pat. It's like no stroke again. And then always had my hand there while, especially while she was little. Always had my hand with hers. Okay, so let's break that down into individual things and and go into more detail. So, hugging. From the dog's point of view, what is a hug? Restraint. Restraint. Yeah, yeah. Dogs don't hug each other unless the male is breeding the female. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only time they hug. (laughs) Bashir, who's never been abused, only lived in my home, hates having his head held. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's been slapped or hit. That's never happened to him. But he hates having his head held. He will do it for the veterinarian. He'll do it so I can take care of him. But if other people reach for his head, he ducks it away. He doesn't want to be grabbed. Now, he's a little more extreme. Most dogs will tolerate it. But if a child, who's obviously not a person in charge, mm-hmm. goes to grab a head, it's very easy that a growl... A snarl or a snap can result. And that's where you hear the kids get bit in the face. They're right there, too. Yeah, yeah. right at the level. And kids don't move like adults. They no. don't smell like adults. They don't put off the same hormones. They don't have the same uh, coordination. They and move fast they and move scream. Fast. They scream. Yeah. They're just weird. And so if they run up to a dog screaming, moving weird, waving arms, and go to grab a dog's head... To a dog, that's an attack. Even mm-hmm. if it's a known child, it's mm-hmm. still an attack. And what do you do when you're attacked? You defend yourself. You defend yourself. It may take only one bite, and that may be all it takes. Yeah. But previous to that bite could have been many, many, many other times of the dog trying to get away. Exactly. Now, another one. Riding a dog like pony. Oh, okay. I have a fondness for that baby commercial for E-Trade. Where the kid talks like an adult. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so when that came on that he was in time out, because apparently it's frowned upon in this establishment to ride a dog like a horse or a yes. pony. <laughs> yes. I love that one. I love that. Yes, it is frowned upon in all establishments to ride the dog. How many times, now all three of us are on Facebook, how many times has a photo been shared on Facebook of a dog relaxing, trying to sleep, or laying down oh, with a baby post on the dog's back. Yeah. Every single time it drives me nuts because nine out of ten times the dog looks very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He's not happy about it. I think recently I saw one dog who was, all the body language was relaxed. He was happy about it. But all of the others. 
Not physically uncomfortable necessarily. No. That's probably not the biggest part of it. Right. 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 It's, because it's most of these are babies. Yeah. yeah. But the dog is uneasy. He's worried. Why the heck did you put this thing on my back? Why? I know. You know, I guess that's a hard it's not part even for me. Cute. I can't. Uh, no. I never <laughs> put Kayla on one of my dogs. If I wanted to picture, they did. A, she, they would do a downstairs sit stay. Kayla would do same thing. Sit stay <laughs> next to the dog and do watch me, and we take the picture. I would have no desire to put her on any of my dogs. But you were back to fairy tales and movies That's and cartoons. True. I mean, Peter Pan. Yes, uh, sure. The nanny, the the dog, right? And the family. The children would lay on her back and hang on to her neck, and she would take them to safety. Right. But that's a that's fairy, fairy tale. tale. <laughs> yeah. And then, I think it was about a, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I did a behavior consultation with a family with a large, oversized chocolate lab and three kids, all under the age of six or seven. They had had the lab before they had the kids. And the lab had bitten the middle kid. Not badly, but had broken the skin. And when I asked what had happened, well, the kids were used to climbing all over the dog, riding the dog. Pulling on his ears like rain. And mom said, but he's always been so patient. He always let the kids do this. And I said, but this time he didn't let them. And she went, what? And I said, you weren't protecting him. He had to protect himself. And she just didn't understand it. And I said, at eight, he may be getting sore. He may be developing some arthritis. He may need to sleep more. Maybe those kids are hitting him with sharp elbows and sharp knees, and he's uncomfortable. They certainly weigh a lot more themselves. They're getting bigger now. And I said, and you didn't protect him from those three little animals. And Mm -hmm. she started to take offense, and then she went, Oh. And the reality is protecting the dog protects the children. Yes. Yeah. And so she thought the dog was being bad, and I had to turn it around and say, no, you, Mom, were bad because you weren't teaching your kids to respect the dog, and you weren't protecting the dog. Exactly. It wasn't the dog's fault. And that's a harsh reality to some parents. But I hate hearing... But the dog has always allowed it. Oh, he's let them. He's enjoyed. What choice? He likes it. He likes it. What choice does he have? He doesn't have opposable thumbs. He can't get the car keys and go leave. He has no choice. He's stuck there. So he has to be protected. And that patron goes along with your rules of pulling ears and pulling tail and pulling fur. Oh, God. Yeah. Again, it's respect. It does. Remember uh, another one? It was a very nice dog raised with a couple of kids. Everybody was fine, but then a visiting child ran over to give the dog a hug while it was sleeping. Oh, Oh, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. And the child got bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Dog was sound asleep. Wasn't a killing bite or anything like that. I mean, it was me. I probably would have hit somebody dead asleep when somebody comes and grabs you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your Especially reaction. grab my head. Yeah. Jump on top of me and grab my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the case where the kids in the family knew not to disturb the sleeping dog, but a visiting child did not. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody intercepted mom her. Mom was in the room. 
But it never even occurred to her that the, that the French child would go do this. Right. So, yeah, a good dog who didn't mean to bite, but was startled. Right. But unfortunately, it could have made headlines just like these. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. these probably made headlines because they were pit bulls. Yeah. But these didn't happen because the dogs were pit bulls. These happened because of what the parents and kids did. It could have been any breed. There is a, another specialty of training that there's a woman in the area that specializes in this and that's what I'd love to refer people to. That's what she does. It's dogs and children. Yes. And that's her specialty and her basic thrust, you were talking about it in another article, is to teach them not to be uh thoroughly excited. It's not doggy doggy doggy. Oh yeah, right. there's a dog. Yeah, big deal. Let dog and kids have some respect. Mm-hmm. And some distance. She calls it demagnetizing them to each other. Right. The dog should not get all that. I must go slobber on the child, and the child must not go. I'm going to go slobber. They on the both. Dog. They right. both have manners, child and dog, and they're taught to respect each other. And it keeps. I keep coming back to respect. Yeah. When my parents had dogs for for many years, we didn't have a dog because my dad, being military, moving all the time said it wasn't fair to the dog. But once he retired from the military, then first thing we did was we got a dog, which happened to be my mom's dog. But we weren't allowed to grab the dog. We weren't allowed to to be rough with the dog. We weren't allowed to be disrespectful to the dog. And, of course, it sounded like an old-timer. In those days, if the dog turned around and bit us, we were told it was your fault. Oh, yeah, you exactly. The dog. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's not so true anymore. No, no, especially... No, the dog gets a No offense, listeners, but especially with the legal system as it is now. But it's a matter of teaching respect. Parents need to teach their children to respect the dog. The dog needs training to respect the child. And if both the child and the dog are too young to have the self-control... Keep them separate. Keep them separate. Mm-hmm. Keep them managed. Yes. But it's not, you know, and, and then don't force... The dog and the kid to be best friends. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the dog is probably going to be best friends with one of the adults. Yeah. And that's fine. As the child grows up, the dog and the child may have more fun together. When your child is older, perhaps he'll have a dog of his own. And that's fine. But young children, say seven or eight and younger, really don't need to have the best friend of a dog right now they can share mom or dad's dog if the dog is comfortable with that child if the dog was kids are in school yeah if the dog was there before the child the dog may not be that thrilled hey wait a minute i gotta share mom (laughs) this was my house Mm -hmm. first (laughs) so protecting both of them but then how you know then even with kayla when as she was getting older and she was learning to throw things (laughs) then we started having fun but it would be me and her together, and we'd throw the ball for the dogs, and the dog would bring the ball back, and we'd throw right. it, you know. Sure. And she'd make her laugh. The dog's tails are wagging. That that was fun. It wasn't her going to tackle them and wrestle with the dogs. It was all these these little games. Sure. Or she'd hide behind a tree, and she'd stand there, and it's like, hey, I'll go find Kayla. And she'd had a handful of treats. They'd find her. She'd give the treats, and they'd come back. And I found, you know, Kayla. Those kind of things are still fun. Well, a few months ago, I took one of my nephews on a road trip with the dogs and I. And Bashir decided that he needed to take care of Adam, who's 12, so a little bit older. 
but Adam doesn't live with a dog, so he was a little concerned. You know, what is Bashir paying attention to? What does Bashir want? And I said, well, he just made you one of the family. So when we went walking, Adam walked holding Bashir's leash. But of course, I was always walking behind with Cisco right. so that I could say something if it needed to be. Yeah. Putting that supervising. You know, and that's a good example because I remember putting two leashes. I was the one that had to control the leash, but mm-hmm. Kayla had a leash. Oh, I remember you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's yeah. walking the she dog. to help walk the dog. Yes. Yeah. That's right. You yeah. know, again, responsibility and respect. Teaching but also with this one, with my nephew, it was Bashir's choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't force Bashir to go with Adam. I didn't force Adam to take Bashir. Bashir made the choice. Adam said, oh, okay, good. He felt special that Bashir had chosen him. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I was always within reach. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Bashir's a well-trained, under-verbal control dog, too. Uh, right. And he's eight years old. He's an adult. He's right. not a young, rowdy I didn't put Cisco and Adam together. They'd have been off the edge of the Grand Canyon. (laughs) These are beyond all, you know, there are a lot of great programs around to teach kids how to deal with unfamiliar dogs, stray dogs, uh, be a tree, and Mm. things like that. Do them. Yes, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. But keep in mind that your family, much-loved companion, is also a dog at heart. Right. Even if it was my mother's six-pound poodle. <laughs> or my mother's six-pound toy poodle. <laughs> uh, or a bull mastiff. Right. You know, they're still dogs. I mean, right now, my niece comes over. She's six. I have the two palms adore her because she plays throwing toys constantly. But again, it's like she kneels down and pets them. And they come up and they say hi. You know, and then she's learned how to pick them up nicely. Not like a, a rag doll or anything. Little things. But I've taught her those. And the dogs like her. But when they're done playing, they go away and she knows not to bother them. If they're going under the couch or go in the back room in their crates, she knows, oh, they're tired, huh? And she'll just leave them alone. It's not run over and drag So she's them my out. niece. She doesn't live with me. But she knows what the rules are. I've taught her the rules. And the two palms of her. And you stay her. close enough to enforce them. Yeah. And I'm always right there. Oh, yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. But they have fun. Therefore, they like to see each other. Yes. And I think so. that's good. I think we'll call that a... Hey, hopefully we've given you something to think about, whether you've got kids in your own family, are planning kids in the future, or whether it's just friends and relatives. Teach both dog and child respect and keep them both safe. Real life is not cartoons and fairy tales. Yeah, it's certainly not Disney. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we'll call it a night. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day... Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.